Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Something like a state or an action that Epictetus thinks is very important for people to cultivate and to deploy if they're going to make any consistent progress in stoicism and therefore towards happiness is what we can call attention or attentiveness or mindfulness. The Greek for that is prosoches, and it does actually have quite a wide range of meaning that you see when we look at chapter 12, which is devoted specifically to this topic. This is a term that's going to show up running throughout the discourses. Another term that sometimes gets translated as attention or attentiveness is epimeles, but I think they're, they're fairly synonymous. So it does make sense to translate them both the same way. And, and why is attention so important? Well, it's important to maintain or pay attention in activities, Epictetus will say. Why? Because if we want to do them well, we actually have to do them attentively. Or if you like the parlance that people are using these days of mindfulness, and you think about eating mindfully, and practicing the violin mindfully, and dressing yourself mindfully, that's fine too. The idea is that you're focusing in some way on what it is that you're doing. You're not allowing your attention, you're not allowing your mind to slip off into other things and then to start doing things automatically on its own. You want to be there. You want to be present. You want to be in, in control. So he says, what is to prevent your playing if you want to play, but with attention? What is to prevent your singing, but with attention? There's no part of the activities of your life to which attention does not extend if you decide for that to be the case. So it's possible for us to be attentive a lot of the time. You know, towards the end of this section, actually, he fields a question where somebody says, can we ever be totally perfect, paying attention to everything? He says, probably not. We're usually going to screw up at one point or another. But that doesn't mean that we can't have a greater as opposed to a less. So he says, when we think about the carpenter, does the inattentive carpenter do his work more accurately? Or does the helmsman, the pilot of a boat, does the inattentive helmsman steer more safely? Are there any of the other lesser functions of life which are done better by inattention? And the answer clearly is no. When people are paying attention to what they're doing, they're going to do a better job with it. So if we understand the human being in a broader sense, as having a function that runs throughout their entire life, as Epictetus and the Stoics do, then it makes sense that we would want to pay attention more generally so that we can fulfill the purposes of a human being better. And so we can keep ourselves on the track that we intend to, or at least say that we intend to. So he says, do you not realize when you let your mind go wandering, it's no longer than within your power to recall it, to bring it to bear either upon seemliness or self-respect or moderation. But you do anything that comes into your head, you follow your inclinations. And this is often what does, in fact, happen to us. We find ourselves losing track of what's going on. You know, here's a great example. When you go to academic conferences, academic conferences are not particularly 
well designed for the purposes that they're supposed to serve, which is, you know, facilitating the exchange of information, research, and then, you know, criticizing that or playing off of that, making contacts, all that, that sort of stuff. Because you go to these sessions and if there are breaks in between the sessions, that's great. But sometimes the breaks are so short, it's just enough time to go out and get yourself some coffee, shake a few hands, get back, sit in your seat, and now you're drinking your coffee, trying to stay awake, and the speaker gets up and they're the first of three speakers and they start talking about something and you don't have their paper in front of you and you're, you're listening for a while and you're following what they're saying and now your mind starts wandering and you start thinking about, I wonder where it would be a good place to go for lunch. I wonder if so-and-so is here at the conference. And now you suddenly come back and you're like, oh crap, what did I miss? And you can't follow the paper at all. Or you're there and you're kind of tired and you're keeping your eyes open and you find yourself kind of nodding off and then you wake up again. That just doesn't work, right? And there's all sorts of things like this where somebody's having a conversation with you and you're not really paying attention because you're thinking about something else or you're on your phone. Phones are terrible for that sort of thing. Or you're looking out the window because you'd really rather not be there. There's all sorts of ways in which lack of attention can go wrong. Think about driving as a great example. How, how many times have you wound up somewhere and then you realize that you really were not paying close attention in any conscious way to your drive while you were doing it? And you're like, oh, that last hour went very quickly. There's a lot of ways in which lack of attention or mindfulness can be a serious problem for us. Not only in respect of individual actions, but thinking about our broader life, where we want to go, what it is that we want to do. So he talks about the relationship between attentiveness and actions and habits, and he brings up two particularly bad habits which are created by giving in, by not exerting attention. Attention is itself something that we have to develop a habit of. So if we don't do that, we can develop a bad habit of either not paying attention, not paying attention at all. Some people have a very difficult time focusing or they need certain material props. Like I know people, for example, who cannot study unless they have the TV on. And, you know, Quite frankly, they're not really studying that well with the TV on because they're half listening to what's going on on, on the TV. Some people are that way with the radio, particularly if they grew up in a noisy household where solitude and study was not something that had a premium. It's easy to fall into a habit of not paying attention, and it's easy to fall into a habit of deferring or putting off in time, devoting attention to things. This notion that, yeah, I don't really need to pay attention right now because I will pay attention when I go back to, to the book. I can just sort of skim through it at, at this moment, and I'll focus later on. And then later on, does it come or doesn't it come? You remind yourself, hey, you were going to actually read the book and read it seriously two days ago. Time to get to it. You know, you can say the same thing with any other thing that we might pay attention to. Our conversation partners, you know, spouses, friends, people on the bus, students, anybody with whom we share this relationship of conversation. When we think about things that we actually do for our self-improvement, am I going to exercise and lift weights? Great. So I'll get some dumbbells and start doing curls, but do I just do them whatever way I want to, or should I actually pay attention to what I'm doing so I'm doing the exercise properly so I'll derive the benefit? I said, well, I'm going to do it my way today, and then next time when I get here, I'll pay attention to it. But what happens is when we do that, we develop these bad habits, 
And these habits, like we've seen, they become part of the fabric of our faculty of choice. And we easily slide back into them. So it becomes difficult through our own efforts or lack of effort for us to exert effort later on. He says, you grow accustomed to putting off from from one time to another tranquil and appropriate living, the life in accordance with nature, and persistence in that life. That's that putting off attention. In chapter 3 of book 4, he has another discussion of attention, and he says, little is needed to ruin and upset everything, only a slight aberration from reason. For the helmsman to upset his ship, he does not need the same amount of preparation as he does to keep it safe. But if he heads a little bit too much into the wind, he's lost. Yes, even if he does nothing by his own deliberate choice, but merely falls to thinking about something else for a moment, he's lost. In life, Epictetus says, it's very much the same. If you doze for but a moment, all that you've amassed hitherto is gone. He's exaggerating a little bit there, but he says, pay attention, therefore, to your appearances and watch over them sleeplessly. For it's no small matter that you're guarding. It's your entire priorasis, right? So he says, you have to pay attention. You have to devote mindfulness to them, we would say. So it's easy to slide back into a lack of progress by not paying attention. And we shouldn't think at any given moment that we lose our attention, that it's just about that moment because of this dysfunction of habits. So what should we pay attention to? He tells us four main things. The first are by far the most important. He says, first, those general principles, those catholicoi, um, the word that we actually get Catholic from, general, right? Catholos, in the way of the, the general, the whole. We should have these, as he says, ready at hand. Proskheira. Heira is hand in Greek. So proskheira would mean ready at hand. We need to think about these general principles. What are they? He gives us some examples. That no man is a master of another's moral purpose. And in the moral purpose, or the, the faculty of choice, alone are to be found one's good and evil. Nobody can procure me good or involve me with evil, but I myself have authority over myself in these matters. These are examples of what, in other places, he calls dogmata, you know, the, the beliefs or the judgments that we ought to have in mind. Now, what does it mean to have them in hand and to be paying attention to them? Does it mean that at every given moment I've got to be thinking about them all the time consciously? No, to have them ready at hand means that I do think about them, certainly at least several times a day, and then when I run into a situation that calls for that, I find myself, for example, getting upset with somebody because I think they're harming me, and then I remind myself, right? I do that by being mindful. I remind myself and say, you know, that guy can't really harm me. Only my judgment about him harming me can really harm me. And that's up to me. So if we keep those general principles in mind, we will keep ourselves on the right track. That's really important. That's that's absolutely central for Epictetus. Also very important are our roles and our duties. As he says, remembering who we actually are. Here we go. Who we are and what is our name, our designation, and we must endeavor to direct our actions and the performance of our duties to meet the possibilities of our social relations. We are situated beings. I am a son. I am a spouse. I am a father. Right? I have duties that are incumbent upon me. Neighbor, teacher, fellow citizen, all of these impose certain duties upon myself, and it's very easy to lose sight of them and to develop the habit of not paying attention to that or of putting off the attention. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry about what it means to be a good spouse later on, because right now I got other stuff I got to handle. 
right? I, I have to get myself right first, and then I can worry about my other people involved in my life. Epictetus would say, don't delay too long, because you're going to find yourself delaying forever if you do that, because it's going to become a habit. Proper times and occasions for activities. Is it the right time for playing music? He talks about singing, for example. What's the proper time for playing? Another one a lot of people get very mixed up about. When should we be joking around and when should we be serious? When should we relax and when should we focus our attentiveness on the work that we need to get done? People get very mixed up about this in part because they let these things slide. Finally, he says how to maintain one's proper character in social situations. Social situations, like I, they present us with some real challenges. We can get sort of sucked in and forget who and what we are because of what's going on around us. And that's our own fault, he says, when that happens. We can't say, well, the devil made me do it, or so-and-so made me do it, peer pressure made me do it. It's our own lack of attentiveness, our own staying focused, that ends up being one of the key problems in that case. So, very important to cultivate a habit of attention or mindfulness from a Stoic perspective. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.